Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This time, I finally get John Singleton to tell me about the big change that has been made to the Crown, CrossFit competition for teens. And we have a deep dive into his life, building a business in CrossFit. I hope you enjoy the chat. There's a lot to say, so let's get to it. Welcome to the Europe is Coming podcast, taking you inside the minds of Europe's best CrossFit athletes and the people behind them. Where have you been? I haven't seen you in a while. No, I feel like I've you know I've been living on a plane basically. Yeah. The world has been a bit of a blur in the last um, last period. Some of it, some was nice, like um, various travels. But yes, because the off season has kind of started again, uh, the travel has increased. Like you know, basically have games, Rogue, Dubai, Wadapalooza, and those like very big travels for us. And then we've had kind of interspersed travels. I was. Um, doing a camp in Switzerland a little a couple of weeks ago and uh and the next week we go to Madrid so it's been like a lot of moving parts but after Madrid and the first open announcements hopefully we have like a bit of a settled period we're doing some stuff on the island so it means less travel and um more more training for me what um what happens at a camp what was uh, what do you do so we well I used to do lots of camps and that was why, kind of why I was traveling around so much. And, and it's, it's got a bit of a varied style. But in essence, I like kind of program camp. It's three days. And then we kind of go through like a structure of three days of training that the athletes would do. But then also look at a bit more of the why. So rather than just constantly going through the training, okay, well, we go through this warm-up. Why did you go through this warm-up, this workout? And so we kind of explore a little bit more in depth as to the why behind what we're doing. But then also it is a practical experience as well so it's like three days of, of working out and throwing down what kind of people would um, go would you get on a camp so i think the biggest thing is is athletes that want to compete mm. and so actually that's the the most important thing it's like an athlete who has the intention that they want to compete not necessarily their current level so it's like if you're someone who wants to you know be it go to local competition national or even international kind of levels of competition um, you have that desire, then the camp's kind of very applicable to you um, rather than a certain, because it, it builds on the foundation. So you don't need a certain kind of prerequisite of skills. It's more just that intention. What kind of improvements or sort of revelations would people tend to see in a three-day camp? Um, so you can actually get like quite a lot of depth. Like I think that sometimes people's understanding of the foundations can be better. And so there's certain foundational movements in CrossFit that people go through that they don't necessarily know how how they kind of got there. They just started doing it. And so giving kind of those tools to build a proper foundation and build from there can be quite um, eye-opening for people. Hmm. I guess as, as well, like having it can be quite inspiring to be around people that have already been there, seen it, done it. Yes. You know, I think that's one thing you know, that I can now say is I bring like a lot of experience to the sport. You know, I've worked with so many athletes more recently. It's it, my kind of working life has been exclusively with high level athletes um, just because of like time restraints really. Um, but like leading up to that, you know, it was working with from very beginner level all the way through to, um, you know, to the best in the world. Mm. So just as an off sort of a, uh... Aside, so how would people get 
to know where the next camp is or do you how did that happen how does it uh, usually uh, so typically what happens a box reaches out okay and go look you know we have this kind of group of athletes think we're really good and and then people from typically around the area will then come in to form more of the camp so we sometimes run them in Mallorca or specifically someone will reach out usually someone kind of following the program or as a program athlete and they want to explore it in a bit more detail for individual athletes who kind of just are by themselves and they kind of either have to join the camp in Mallorca or join a camp in um, you know wherever I may be the best thing to do is then just honestly like send a message on um, social mm. it's probably the easiest thing and then we can get back DM 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 the program at Insta DM the program without an A yeah or yeah or double M-E <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, it took me a while to learn how to spell that, a bit like my own name. Yeah. It took me a while to spell my surname as well when I was a kid. It was very complicated. <laughs> so let's talk a bit about the business of running this business because yeah. you, you get to be a coach about 20% of the time at the moment, it seems. You're very busy working out marketing and business strategies. Yeah. This, aren't you? So, you know, it's an interesting world. Like, that you are right. We, we brought um, Coach Chris over full time. Uh, to give me some more capacity to help, you know, develop the the business side of things from really from kind of September onwards because it has been a very busy period and really it's kind of to keep everything going. Like there isn't a huge amount of money in the sport of CrossFit in the sense of like what athletes can make. And it, most athletes, ninety nine point nine percent of athletes, couldn't live off kind of competition winnings alone. And therefore, you know, there's like kind of going into coaching and all those things. There's not that much um money to do it so it's like how can we how can we continue supporting the athletes do and supporting coaches in order to go through and therefore we need to be able to you know develop the business side of things mm. and that comes down into various forms be it holding camps be it um you know being able to feedback to our members who are on the program make sure they have a good service make sure that they're happy um and just in essence trying to provide value in lots of different ways so we can we can bring people on and kind of then keep feeding back and supporting the athletes. Is it? Do you find it fun organising a business, or is it a challenge? Um, or it, is it both? I think it's one. It's fun when it's fun. <laughs> you know, um, like it kind of became it just driven out of necessity, really. You know, the kind of in essence how the program started in like fourteen, fifteen. It was just a necessity in order to keep going. Like you know, I've spoken about this story. A few times, like in the program Origins and those mm. kind of series, but you know, in essence, when I came back from 2015 games, like you know, I, I don't come from money. There was never really any support in that regard, and so when I went all in on the 2015 games, I was probably very short-minded as well. But I came back and I literally had no money because I closed the clinic in uh, CrossFit Mallorca, so didn't have any patients. You know, no one was really paying for coaching. And then you kind of had those realizations where it's like you got to pay rent, you have no money, like shit. Um, <laughs> Oops. You know how how am I going to keep going? And you know, just being passionate about seeing the athletes grow and develop, and so it's like everything kind of formed out of necessity in order to keep those things growing. And and I feel we're kind of at a similar stage now, where in order to be able to support the athletes, you know, we have to or support coaches who are also supporting the athletes. Like they they're not doing it for free, so we need to find ways that we can support these things what would you say is the hardest business lesson you've had to learn along the way you know i think one thing that has been you know there's been lots actually Mm. like it's been a very developmental process i I think that 
you know, if I look back at myself over the years, I, I have changed um, quite a lot. And I think one thing is that everyone's on their own journey um, and everyone's doing things in their own own way. And I think it's very important not to take things personally. You know, you can get very caught up in, in certain things decisions make and you kind of take it personally because you feel so passionately about this project and and I think that's become an important thing is that you know not to take everything personally and actually go you know what's the bigger picture of this and and it helps you to be happy not just for yourself but for other people Mm -hmm. and so that's been like I think a nice thing to be able to go through in terms of a lesson of you know actually just maybe taking a big picture not taking things personally and just being able to have perspective on things. What would you tell a young coach looking to develop their own business? I think you have to ask what you want to do. So, you know, if you want to be a coach, would you want to run a business? And I, I think that, you know, if we're kind of talking about high-level coaching, one of the things that I think that I would have wanted when I started my journey is just to be able to be paid to do what I love. Mm. So that's kind of what we've tried to create is that, you don't have to worry about the stresses of all of these things. You know, you're able to have like a monthly payment and you don't have to worry about all this kind of gray area of doing things. You can literally just focus on coaching and developing that aspect. And so that's what I would advise. You know, if you want to start a business, coaching is not the place where you necessarily start a business. No. You know, I think there's, there's probably better things that you could go into in that regard. But if you're passionate about coaching and want to coach, I think it's like, how do you find a way um, that you can do that and right now there are probably more opportunities doing it with you know with the, the programs like plenty of great coaches have gone to now some of the bigger training programs be that in the US yeah. be, be that here in Europe and it allows you to coach you know and that's <laughs> and that's the work with the athletes in that way um, so I think probably not my advice would probably be like if you want to coach coach and if you want to run a business you know, coaching is not necessarily the most financially lucrative thing. So it's kind of asking why you're passionate and why you're doing what you're doing. So how would you describe yourself now? What's your role? I, um, it's a therapy session. <laughs> yeah, my role. You know, I think if I had to like uh, supporting processes, mm. you know, and that's like supporting for, still from the athlete side, like with the, the athletes that we work with, that's still like a very primary role in terms of making sure that they're progressing and achieving what they they need to achieve then it's also enabling supporting kind of the everyone to keep doing what they're they're good at in some ways like with our media kind of cool productions now you know do they have everything they need do our coaches have everything they need do the athletes have everything they need and i suppose in essence it's supporting people and being able to do what they can do well i think you're a great coach Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, you coached me. You helped me a lot when I kind of get stuck or I or I get a slip behind with my deadlines. You were like, Vicky, hello. You know, you're very, you are good at keeping me on track. No, yeah. Thank you for that. And, then, uh, but you, and you've done it in a way that has meant that I feel like I've achieved things. So you're doing no, you're, a great job. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's, um, it's tough, but I think that a lot of, you know, especially our team, we all hold very similar goals and, and values. Mm. And I think that's an important thing. Like, you know, a lot of our team hold these these same values of seeing kind of the athletes grow, the world grow. And um, and so being able to support that is very important to me. Let's talk a bit about the crown because mm. you have news that we need to share. Yes. Yeah, I suppose this is breaking news. Mm. It'd be like one of those things on like the news channel. Exactly. Um, so we had some uh, some trouble, unfortunate troubles with a um, 
in essence, like uh, our equipment supplier, it, it became impossible to be able to um, to run it how we wanted to run it um, mm. due to some things behind the scenes. And that meant that we had to pivot the idea. So in essence, what we have done is we are going to be running the program crown, but in a very different style of competition. This is so exciting. I love this idea that you're about to tell us. Yeah. So this is something I've actually wanted to do for years. And, you know, I, I think there's like the the Japanese saying no, or something like every um, obstacle is an opportunity or there's some kind of, you know, like cliched mm. uh, saying, but, you know, this has been like the perfect example where we were forced to make a decision and I would not have made this decision had this obstacle not arisen. Yeah. Um, and I'm now very excited about Crown because it forced us to take a risk that I wasn't taking before. And so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be hosting in essence uh, five male, five female athletes. They're all going to be invited to Mallorca and we're going to be running like a series event you know, I won't, I try not to disclose too much information, but there was a, an old CrossFit documentary is also very kind of like inspiring. And this is back in the days. Which one is this? Well, I think people are going to have to do their, you know. Oh no, people, Google? Are, people are going to have to do their research as to which one it might be. Okay. Um, but it's back in the day. And, you know, I've, I've obviously been around in the sport a long time. And this is one of the things that I like, I loved about the old style of CrossFit. So mm. we're, we're bringing a little bit of that essence back. And the thing that this allows us to do is it allows us to really, you know, get to know each of the athletes in a, in a very much more in-depth way. And it also allows us to do things in a, in, a, in a much more, in a different way to how CrossFit competitions are usually run. It's going to showcase the beautiful island that we live on. Showcase the beautiful island. We've got a lot more flexibility. There's lots more things we can do. We don't have to stick to these very rigid schedules. We're very mobile. And that means that it's going to be like an epic three days of, of competition. And when I say competition, it's not like it's not going to be a beatdown. It's just going to be showcasing like kind of what these athletes can do and really bring out their personalities. All in the the same idea of kind of supporting the next generation. So, you know, I, I had a few sleepless nights when we, we found out the news because the qualifiers were running and, you know, th these decisions, you know, usually happen when I'm like not sleeping yeah. at like 3 a.m. and uh, thinking, what the fuck can we do now? And sometimes they don't, they don't, kind of don't come as this bolt of uh, lightning. Mm. But, uh, Did you literally sit up, straight up in bed and go, ah! The type, the type thing. Yeah, I was like, fuck! It's a great idea. We've got to fucking do this. And so, and although I'm sad that we um, were not able to run the crown in, in that kind of original format, we, we were able to do things in time. So obviously we refunded everyone. We, we managed to get them some kind of like, um, not only like the full reimbursement of the qualifier, we also got them some gifts and different things. Oh, which well is nice. So we, you know, everyone who, who went through the qualifiers, like, all signed up, got fully refunded and all of that. So we managed to do all of that in time and actually allowed us to pivot to this new idea, which we're working on now. And uh, do you want to tell me about this huge sponsor? Yeah, so, you know, um, we have we have two, like, uh, confirmed sponsors currently. One of them is obviously very notorious as, as Nike, which is very exciting. It's very cool. And well done. Yeah, the nice thing with Nike is that they, 
they very much share the vision of supporting the next generation. Mm. And so it's really nice to be able to collaborate with, you know, with such an epic brand in, in that sense. And then we also have GoWord on board. Um, oh, yes. Who, you Is Tebow coming to Mallorca? Yes, I Excellent. managed to, um, I know, I hope to get all the guys over. I've not met the others so well, so I'm really excited that I love them. Yeah, they, they're doing a great job. And again, they share the vision of supporting mm. the next generation. Like, you know, as, as we took, this is not a, uh, you know, this is 100% a passion project. I think that we we all share the vision of that the next generation needs some spotlight, needs some support, and this is a way of doing that. So Nike or Nike? Nike or Nike? I believe Where it's an American say? versus European. Okay. Like Nike, US, Nike, Europe. We're going Nike then. Sorry. <laughs> and go what? Well, that's, a, that's massive. That's a, such a big deal. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. And great pat on the back for you, Doc. Yeah, we're very, we're very happy. And, and the, the main thing I'm happy about is that it, it really, like, you know, the athletes will be very well uh, supported. So it's just going to be a great opportunity for them. The, the, the obvious downside is that we can, we're doing this, so it's only going to be for a smaller group of athletes. But the idea is actually that it inspires more and more athletes kind of coming through in that next generation. And so we're going to have a media team and all these things to make sure that we tell the story in a good way. And it will be the first of its type this competition yeah 100 percent. like this is another exciting thing is um no one's doing anything like this so my i can see so there's a bit of background for people who don't know like it's significant like freaking cost to run a crossfit competition it's expensive like, which is why so many events fail well so many events fail and you know like those guys who are going to events you know you do have to you have to appreciate what the person who's organizing this thing has gone to and often with that not much love because you know usually Mostly events abuse. but the thing is is that you know it's like one of those things it's like a good event like no one notices anything mm. in some ways whereas when something goes wrong you're going to hear about it yeah and so, over and over again yeah <laughs> so you know it can be like a very uh, loveless mm. um, position to be in but this so this style of event is going to allow us to do it financially uh, make it achievable so, you know, be it that you maybe start to see more types of this kind of event come up. But yeah, no one's doing this. And, and that's also an exciting thing yeah. to kind of expand the the, um, the horizon a little bit. Can you like describe it in a sentence? What's going to happen? A sentence? Or a phrase? A phrase. I think just like creating epicness. <laughs> that's so obtuse. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, I, you know, in the ten seconds that I had to think about I'm a phrase, I went there. I've not anybody anything yet, am I? Well, this is a podcast, yeah. trip, so you know, I feel like I feel like if you weren't able to tell anyone anything, then the podcast announcing it would be the uh, the wrong place. But but yeah, it's going to be cool. Like we've got a cool location. We've got cool locations mm. uh, in plural. You know, the athlete's going to be extremely well looked after. Uh, and that's like a, a cool thing as well. Yeah. Okay, good. And then next week is uh, yeah. is coming up. It's Lumin 23.1, which is, we're going to Madrid. We're going to Madrid, back to Madrid. I'm excited to go. I'm really very pleased for CrossFit España. Yes. That they've landed this. Yeah, I'm super happy. Like, you know, Nat, Nat and I have our main discussions as well about like... Uh, Europe and how we do things here so you know uh you know even the podcast Europe is coming you know like we've we've been drumming the bell of Europe for many a year and 
and and then you know some some people say oh yeah but Europe has come you know like this like uh, yeah well the thing is we we still we still lack um, a little and things like this I think can really help you know I believe you know like uh, Madrid CrossFit Championship these kind of bigger events in Europe are really useful French Throwdown like how can we keep kind of ringing the bell of Europe like the affiliates are smashing it mm, they really are um, the community is smashing it but I still think that we need we need a bit of love from HQ um, in terms of like you know CrossFit in essence until CrossFit keep doing things here I think it's going to be harder and harder to uh, to draw that attention to what we're doing and so you know this is the first start so I'm very happy to go over and support and, and you know it's going to be epic to see the athletes throw down it, you know, I, I think the Cajamaica might be like the most visited place I've ever been in Madrid. <laughs> you know, I don't know how many times I've actually been to that venue now. Mm. Um, but uh, I've done, you know, there's been so many, like we had this thing called the Winter Games there. Yeah. We've had Madrid there. Yeah. We've obviously had regionals there. Yeah, I was had... there for regionals in 2016, I think it was. Yeah, 2016 was there. And, uh, Me Eric... coaching Sarah then. Yeah, Sarah. That's actually where Mundy as well qualified for his first time. Esslinger qualified. Mm. We were helping out Briggs um, a bit then as well. So it was, it was an epic... Um, and back there in 17, when Esslinger qualified through there again. So, you know, lots of memories in the Cajamaica. Yeah. You know where the toilets are, for example? Yeah, you know. It's quite a complicated know, building. I, yeah, I get to know both parking lots very well as well. But yes, so I'm excited to be back there and I'm excited for the community. And, and I'm in essence just excited that, that HQ stuff is happening in Europe. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to make sure that we can be there to support in any way possible and make sure that more... And this is your first open announcement, actually, that you're attending live. Yeah, attending live. So we've had athletes do open announcements in the past. They were kind of in the US, fly in, fly out. Mm. So, so that'd be very exciting as well, just to sit down. We actually, another, I think it was, we also went to an invitational at the Cajamaica, I believe, was one year as well. So that was all. Yeah, there was... In fact, I think six, fifteen, sixteen. Uh, they had the invitation. The mm-hmm. Cajamaica. So you know, there's been lots of stuff. I've actually done like a lot of, uh, been to a lot of events there. So it'll be exciting. And then after that, hopefully, the travel eases. Yeah. Um, get your head yeah. down. Yeah. Get sleep in your own bed a bit more. Sleep in your own bed. Train well. Eat well. Mm. And just get into a bit of a routine. Well, I'll see you in Madrid. Yes. Thank you, John. Next up on the show, I'm going to be reporting from 23.1. You can hear and read about that on the programme website very soon. This episode was mixed by Marta Vidal-Candel and hosted by me, Vicky McLeod. Until next time, thanks for listening and bye-bye. Don't miss the next episode. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. Europe is Coming is a programme production and hosted by Vicky McLeod.